Santa takes a seat and the first child is put onto Santa's knee. Hogan looks down and sees a black child and is terrified and absolutely <laughs> disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> because he's a fucking racist piece of shit. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the World of Wrestling podcast. My name is Rich, and I'm joined, as always, by my best friend in the whole entire world, Tax Williams. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, <laughs> but our podcast is so delightful. <laughs> Amazing. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All the eggnog is on our table. <laughs> so uh, I thought at the beginning of this podcast, because it features a certain Mr. Hogan, okay, we need some sort of like Gorka warning. <laughs> I shall go on this. Uh, just to give everyone a quick heads up as we're editing this. Uh, well, well, sorry, we're not going to be editing this. Yeah. So if things go wrong and they're awful, this is purely just our Christmas Eve gift to you. Also, a Christmas gift, Christmas Eve gift to us so we don't have to work every Absolutely. Wednesday leading over the Christmas Fucking period. Amen, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the World of Wrestling podcast. Today, we will be covering movie content that features none other than Terry Belaya, also known as the killer of Gorka, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulk Hogan may be a massive racist. However, there, this should not take away from our views, opinions of Mr. Blair's acting skills. The views of Tax Williams and Fanboy Rich do not share the views of the rest of the world, Saudi Arabia, the Crown Prince, or anyone else who we may offend during the recording of this show. Holy shit. And that's why we're not editing any of this. Oh, it was so much better than I ever thought it was going to be. <laughs> Fucking hell, mate. Well played. And there are no notes for that either. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's, that's a quotable for the rest of my life, mate. That was fucking incredible. So would you like to tell people what film today we are covering? So Hit Entertainment Incorporation <laughs> in association with Cabin Fever Entertainment Incorporation, Incorporated, whatever, presents Santa with muscles! (laughs) Now, ladies and gentlemen, before you uh, get worried that you may have to go and buy this DVD like you had to do with the Marine after we reviewed it so you could watch the brilliance of, uh, you know, main event John. Oh, yeah. This is available for free to watch on YouTube. Fucking A, it is. (laughs) It is an hour and 33 minutes of your life that you will never ever get back again. I'm going to say, if you've got a pop-up blocker as well, you don't have to watch the adverts either. It's fucking brilliant. So, should we just get straight into it? Okay, I just want to give a bit of background about Go the on film. Go on so, on. this is what Wikipedia said about this film. Oh, when you first just doing this, I thought, well, let's get, you know, let's get a bit of background before I watch it. Santa with Muscles is a 1996 American Christmas comedy film starring Hulk Hogan. Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and directed by John Merlesky. The film was released for two weeks in cinemas. <laughs> the well-known director. <laughs> two weeks. It was panned by critics and considered to be one of the worst films of all time. It's pretty bad. Now, in the box office, considering it only had a quite a restricted run, in 1996, it made $220,198, which currency converged for our UK fans. I looked at the exchange rate today <laughs> on the 8th of November of 1996. Oh, when well played. Yeah. £133,551. It's not bad. People buy cars for more money than his, <laughs> his whole film gross. This budget, they cost a lot more to make this movie than it made. I guarantee that. I mean, we've got some banging factions in this movie. Oh my God, it's so good. I, I, I love it because it's so terrible. It's why I picked it. Like, we had a few options. We had four or five different things we were talking about. And I watched all the kind of like the trailers and such. And this is the one I was like, we have to do this. It looks so fucking good. I mean, I watched this as I did with the Marine with my lovely wife. And uh, 
She left the room. You bastard. <laughs> I was like, shall we watch a film? She was very excited. I said, it's for the podcast. And her eyes already rolled and a little part of her died forever. <laughs> <laughs> Oh right. my god. So we open on a shot of the Hollywood mansion with air cannons going off. It's lit up even though the uh the lights are off in front of the garden. Uh it's really weird. Men in white coats walk through the front garden and there seems to be a giant toy pony under a plastic sheet. What the fuck is going on? And at that stage I thought, oh my god, someone's in CCTV of my house. <laughs> <laughs> they ripped off your style. <laughs> Much like the one used in American Psycho to cover up Patrick Bateman's furniture when he's murdering that dude with the axe. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. fucking great. And we get a small child reading a letter to Santa as our opening kind of, uh, what's it called, voiceover or whatever. Yeah. Dear Santa... How are you? I'm not doing so well. There's this really, really bad racist, I mean, man <laughs> named Hulk Hogan. I mean, Ebner Frost, who lives up on a hill. Hogan isn't playing Ebner Frost. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, that's what I thought when I first watched yeah. it. I was just going through my notes as I kind of was thinking stuff out loud. <laughs> He's got this weird Klansman. I mean, <laughs> people working for him. <laughs> I think they're going to be do something really, really racist. I mean, bad this Christmas. <laughs> it's... Shitty titles covered with snow, with mistletoe and an animated gif of snow. Ladies and gentlemen, today's World of Wrestling Christmas special is the Santa with muscles. A toy Santa says, ho, 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 and a small child sets the scene. We're in Likeville. I hashtag do not like this place. <laughs> People have been moving away as Mr. Frost is a fucking racist. <laughs> Even though it's not him, I think it's Hogan at this point. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's being, actually, he's been just being mean to people. So Mr. Frost is being mean to the locals and they're all leaving. As he tries to take away the orphanage. What a bad, bad man. I mean, in fairness, you know, better, better use for business. Knock it down, build up some housing. <laughs> he's got a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our female child, Top Face, is narrating her own letter. <laughs> <laughs> a van drags away their Christmas tree and people get very angry. Yet this girl seems to not be overly bothered no, by this. It's, it's very much, uh, oh. she's happy-go-lucky. There goes another bloody Christmas tree. Fucking oh, Christmas tree and dad disappearing will... with vans. Oh. <laughs> mum and dad will later be revealed to be not mum and dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Jesus. Uh, the child signs her letter, Elizabeth Bentley Walsh, that posh double barrel prick. Ends <laughs> <laughs> uh, her letter with, P.S., I hope you, you are really out there, Santa. Oh, he certainly is. Ho, ho, ho. Cut to, oh my God, it's two-paid Hulk Hogan in desert camo in what seems to be a very green area of California. Yeah, he is really milking the Trump hairstyle here, isn't he? Oh, fucking A. I was thinking he was doing a Jesse Ventura impression <laughs> with the camo <laughs> and the kind of balding sweep over hairstyle oh, as well. Oh, God, it was awful. And my wife at first said to me, you sure that's Hulk Hogan? <laughs> no, yeah, don't, don't quiz me, wife. <laughs> the toupee man. I can't wait to wear one. It's gorgeous. I love it so much. I just couldn't stop laughing. Tope Suicida. <laughs> this is suicide for his career, yeah. this fucking film. Yeah, but no, it wasn't though, was it? Because he still went on to go to do Suburban Commando. Oh, mate, he's done so much. What's that ninja film he did as well with the three ninja kids? Do you ever see that one? Uh, no, Turtles. Oh, mate, no, fuck <laughs> no. Don't insult the turtles with this bullshit. We'll have to do that one at some point because it's fucking hilarious. Hogan creeps into someone's house as a man wielding a machete innocently smells some plants and delivers his first classic line after beating him down. Never stop to smell the roses. Wallop. Ah. 
Hogan attacks him, ending in a curb stomp. Seth Rollins is going to be fucking pissed again. People licking his gimmick and his moves there. <laughs> Hogan does more creeping and has a punch up with a chef, a man, a chauffeur, and a gardener. Oh my God, it's Sanding. Jesus! A man with a weed whacker comes out and tries to attack Hogan. In fairness, weed whacker had some mad skills. <laughs> he, he, name, was, he was definitely the most competent of the thugs at this stage. <laughs> Hogan no-sells all the staff members' offense and calls time and asks, how did I do? And they praise him. What the fuck is going on? Uh, basically, these are his staff members and this is his house and he's doing some sort of like own house invasion. Yeah, he seemed to keep on making comment to this is, you know, a good workout, a good exercise. He clearly had, like, legs and arms the previous few days. So yeah. he decided to work cardio. Weird, <laughs> man. Really, who thinks this is the opening sequence to a movie? Completely clustery, isn't it? It's all over the shop. It's so alien from the opening sequence as well. It's just like, what <laughs> is going on? Uh, massive product placement for Hogan's enhancement products. <laughs> uh, little side story, sidebar of Hogan. Go I don't on. know if we've touched on this before. Um, on the day that George Foreman picked the grill, yeah. that was actually meant for Hogan. I heard of this story, yeah, yeah. a long so time ago. They had the the grill and then they had some energy shake drink. Hogan was late. So George Foreman was like, I'll have the grill. Oh wow. Amazing. And several divorces and lawsuits later, Hogan is just left with a shitty crate full of energy drink while George Foreman's retiring of a fucking lovely grill Wait. that locks in the flavour. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I was locked in watching this fucking film. Wait, we used to have a George Foreman grill when I was a student, right? Like one of our housemates had one. We used to use it all the time. I remember cooking burgers on it. My mate came along, picked up the tray, poured the grease onto his burger, and I was like, oh, yes! dude, come on, it defies the point of the whole thing. Is hey, he, he now dead? dead? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fine, he's fine. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so they go on about, like, uh, Hogan's products here. I'm just going to call him Hogan. I know he's got a character name. Yeah, Hogan's products. Yeah, and uh, he complains about the picture of being not big enough on the front of them and stuff. This is evidently before the steroid scandal. (laughs) (laughs) So Hogan, a.k.a. Mr. Thorne. Blake Thorne. Yeah, Blake Thorne, yeah, walks around his palatial mansion while bitching about the endless rules of the, his rules of the staff and stuff. Yeah. Like, he's got all these rules where they have to do stuff and blah, blah, blah. It's like Cena's mansion all over again. It really fucking is. (laughs) He's wielding a paintball gun for some reason. Uh, Surprise, surprise, Hogan is an absolutely egotistical, tax-avoiding scumbag (laughs) in his speeches. Yeah, he always avoids me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Him and his lackeys... Uh, well, no, because this is where his lackeys tell him that his friends have arrived and that's why he's got the paintball gun because he's about to go with his mates to go paintballing. I'm glad you paid more attention than I did. <laughs> and they drive off on their motorbikes. And, and, and he was in like some kind of like Hummer, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's got Hummer. There's actually a white SUV thing behind them as well. And I'm just like, poor OJ. <laughs> 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 they go to play Capture the Flag, uh, CTF. Hogan shoots a man at point blank before the event has begun. What a bad scumbag. What a piece of shit. Notice he shot him with yellow paint. Oh, nice. Brother. <laughs> Should have had yellow in one hand, red in the other. <laughs> yeah. Boom, Hogan colors. Yeah. Say your prayers, motherfucker. <laughs> Drink that milk. Take those vitamins. So a cop- Take those steroids. <laughs> <laughs> so as they're driving off to go and do this, a cop is sitting in his car in the desert practicing with his speed camera. As cops do. A uh, cop thinks Hogan is paintball lackeys and ter- are terrorists and calls for backup. I mean, Mohammed Hassan was not available <laughs> on this day. <laughs> um, they are allegedly... Uh, 
Adam, what am I talking about? They are literally next to him as they arrive immediately and the chase is on. What does that mean? I don't know. So basically, uh, the motorbike, which was with Hogan's paintball party, because they basically went off and did capture the flag on yeah. wheels. Yeah. And then the bikes jump over, well, basically bunny hop off the, the hood oh, of the police I remember. car. Yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, how can you not remember this quality cinematic <laughs> Sorry, piece I'm of struggling gold? A little bit. How this didn't win an Oscar, I do not know. <laughs> As they're driving off, evading uh, the police, Hogan turns around and shoots paintballs at the cops. Shoot this racist cunt, goddammit, policeman. Please kill him. <laughs> Fucking white privilege, man. <laughs> I literally have nothing to add to that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you shoot at a cop, they've surely got a right to shoot back at this point. Although, again... This I- is America, for fuck's sake. Shoot the cunt. <laughs> I'm really happy, though, that it was realistic that like the paintball didn't smash his windscreen. No, absolutely. Just kind of gently arrested on his car. Yeah, obviously, yeah, that's how it works. In-, in the chase, they drive past a sign saying the North Pole is right ahead in some shitty mall. Uh, cut to the mall and Santa scene. Well, because to get to the mall, Hogan realised they weren't going to escape the cops, so he did a little barrel roll out of the car and then ran across the mall car park. Oh, yeah. Because the police clearly didn't notice that. <laughs> as Hogan's like running at full pace, otherwise known as tor- tortoise slow saunter pace through the car park, <laughs> running like he'd shit himself. There's a little bit before this, right? So a woman in a power suit asks if anyone has seen Mr. Claus because Santa's disappeared. And the response comes back as, no, but I've got a midget in a clown suit dink is over as fuck in this situation (laughs) (laughs) so yeah hogan jumps out of the moving vehicle he's agile as fuck apparently doesn't get injured or nothing uh cut back to santa in the mall and the kids chant for santa maybe he's more over in this situation i don't know don't tell austin (laughs) (laughs) power suit dickhead bribes the elves to go and find santa Cut to the house from the opening sequence where a man in a white jacket is using medieval torture devices on an old man. Where they are, where are the cops now? Is my immediate thought. Like they're hanging out in the desert. There's cops. <laughs> fucking cutbacks, idiots. Oh, uh, fucking idiots. So I, I like the fact that when they hung this poor business bloke upside down when they're trying to make him sell his premises yeah. uh, to the evil Mr. Frost. That's the one. Uh, one of the blokes who had fart gas attached to him looked like Repo Man. <laughs> Look at that. So a TV, a man on a TV tries to get the old man to sell his shoe store. Is the TV the top heel? Krang? <laughs> Shredder, fetch me my body! Exactly. Yeah. The TV, I'm just going to call him the TV from now, introduces the stable of villains an archaeologist, a chemist, and Miss Watt, who's raining from Mortal Kombat, basically. Yeah. She's got the electric going. Uh, who's electrifyingly beautiful. Fucking punerific, mate. She is the most electrifying thing in all of entertainment. <laughs> now, you know, later in this movie, there's a certain Asian character. I'm using Asian very widely. Were they in this sequence? No. No. Good. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. (laughs) Okay, because I wondered whether you'd notice it and I hadn't. But fuck no. So cut back to Hogan in the corridors of the mall in the back kind of areas, uh, stealing a Santa suit. Hogan is Santa. Fuck racist Santa. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with Christmas, kid? Oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. The cop don't don't see past the Santa suit and it's disguised as Hogan, obviously. Um, sorry, Hogan is disguised as Santa and the cops don't even tell because they're fucking idiots, apparently. The kids give the game up and the chase is back on, but on foot this time rather than in the vehicles. The cops are chasing Hogan. Hogan hides in a rubbish chute where he belongs. 
<laughs> and the dumbest fuck cops don't even look behind them in the massive hole in the wall with two hands fucking hanging there. These cops are morons, mate. I think that is literally the purpose of their role, stupid cops. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They're fucking useless. There's some horrific shit that happens in this film. Bull Buchanan and, and the big there. boss man are fucking awful in this film. <laughs> so the cop says, I'm not going to let him get away with Santa fraud. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about the speeding. They're not stopping being chased by multiple cop cars, shooting a paintball gun at a car while in pursuit and continuing to run for the police. It's Santa fraud that's the big crime that he's committed here. It's Christmas. Of course it is. Fucking idiots. A rubbish man, Sabu lobs a model Santa at Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Racist Santa. <laughs> and praise the good Lord, Hogan sells it. Holy shit. So Hogan's selling it's in this the movie. only selling I've seen since he even kicked out of Warriors like, Splash at three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So an elf steals, knocked out Hogan's wallet and celebrates in front of him for some reason. Do you know who elf... Is mm, I recognized him from things like uh, Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was also the chap who played Mia Kunis's uh, character's father for the entire run of that 70s show. It was. Wow. Yeah. yeah cool. Don something, I want to say. Uh, Don Stark. Well played, mate. Yeah. yeah very nice. So Hogan wakes up as he, and, uh, as he took a bump, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only, only on some rubbish bags. Didn't yeah, actually take it in the ring. <laughs> he can't remember who he is or what he's doing. The acting is on point. <laughs> Fuck it isn't. The elf this is just Hogan not acting. This is Hogan now. What? <laughs> what? What's happening? I don't understand. Where's my multi-million pound lawsuit from Gawker? <laughs> the elf convinces Hogan that he is legitimately Santa Claus. The elf... Go on. Father Christmas. Well, yeah, I'm using Santa because the film's called Santa with Muscles and Let, Americans. Let's just get this right. American people, you may, may call Father Christmas Santa. I'll allow it. The most will go going forward in this podcast, either Father Christmas or I'll push Papa Noel. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, no worries. Papa Noel Foley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Guess what? I've got you under the Christmas tree. Not Noel Foley. Oh, shame. The elf drags Santa out to meet his mall audience. First Nitro memories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, Santa takes a seat and the first child is put onto Santa's knee. Hogan looks down and sees a black child and is terrified and absolutely <laughs> disgusted. <laughs> because he's a fucking racist piece of shit. I don't know if you've got the concept of this pod so far that Hulk Hogan may or may not be, maybe, definitely is, a massive, <laughs> massive racist. But the main thing is, don't worry about the racism. Just be careful what you say. Just be careful what you say because you never know who's listening. I mean, you could say all you want, but if no one's listening, then it's all right and it makes it ethically fine. I remember when you apologised for it. Don't apologise for saying the thing. Apologise for the fact that people heard you say that thing. <laughs> I'm really sorry I got caught, guys. Oh, hey, Titus. <laughs> Fucking piece of shit, Hogan. I still really hope one day they go, we're going to do this thing at WrestleMania. We're going to have the New Day <laughs> and just Hogan and pancakes. Oh, it'd be brilliant to see them flatten Hogan. <laughs> and Titus O'Neil can run down to the ring and trip over the mat and end up under the ring like he did his greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> so the elf gets his promised reward from the power suit woman, and he's a greedy little Jew boy, basically. $50, is which is about a tenth of what this movie drew. <laughs> Pretty much, mate. <laughs> So Jay and Silent Bob, I mean, two Grebo stoner types <laughs> try and steal from the Santa's charity collection. At this stage, so the Grebos knock over this massive bowl of money. The bowl of money they doesn't do. smash. Yeah. Yeah. And the old lady that sat there just just walked. She's not at the counter anymore. No. She's gone. She so disappears like, for a bit. She's very sensible thinking, 
yeah, I'm not getting involved in this. Gonna bail out of this one. I don't have my name associated with this project. Do you notice as this is happening, they cut back to Hogan. Looks like he wants to murder the Asian child sitting on his knee. <laughs> like you fucking racist piece of shit. What you didn't notice, this Asian child is also what later appeared that who he fought at the end of the movie. Oh fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus. Talk about racism, yeah. Hoganism. Hell. Hoganisms. Oh. All the white kids that sit on his knee though. Yeah, Hogan's fine with that. No worries. Happy to have conversations with them. Racist cunt. Anyways. <laughs> the elf uses a cash machine to try and steal Hogan's money, but the thumb scanner on the cash machine won't let him. Ahead of its time. About to say, what futuristic bullshit is this? <laughs> I don't know. The Grebo Stoner types drop the charity money, as you said earlier, and Hogan confronts them. Run, lads. Hogan doesn't job for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Even with a fence post and, Bru- and Brutus the Barber scissors, he sells absolutely nothing. Do you notice they grab the massive Brutus? Oh, yeah. It's got to be a reference, isn't it? Well, we know, we know who we see later, don't we? Indeed, indeed. <laughs> An over-enthusiastic crowd ignores the assault that just happened and helps Hogan clear up the mess in Santa's grove. The line was, hey kids, who in the hell is Santa? Clear up. Uh... There's two dead dudes hanging out in the fucking foyer. Can we sort that out, please? And if I'm a parent, I'm like, I'm not paying for this shit. Incredible, man. Incredible. Just the logic behind some of this stuff is, is just insane. Who booked this shit? <laughs> Brian Gewertz. <laughs> 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 the charity collector is there to help and the children's mission. Sorry, the charity collection is there to help the children's mission. And Hogan wants to go there right now. Some sort of premonition he has here. Well, because he remembers from his paintball, as he said when he shot people, you d- you always see through a mission. Oh. And that's why he saw the mission. Oh, I love look, it. I missed that. Look, there is plot logic. <laughs> sure <Ish>. is. <laughs> it's not just coincidence. <laughs> Cut back to the evil douchebags in their mansion with the air cannons, who are all wearing white coats now. They've got more pyro than WWE. We really should knock them. <laughs> the shoe shop guy, after much torture, wants to now sell his shop. The heels plan to take over the orphanage. Our friends can adopt a new attitude. <laughs> what a pun! You stay classy with your orphan puns. Jesus Christ, who wrote this shit? Who broke the shit? <laughs> the heel stable are diving. Uh, sorry, are driving an ice cream van to the orphanage. Nothing pedophilic about that at all, is there? Not at all. It's just an ep- it's just like copying the music video for today by Smashing Pumpkins to an orphanage. Yeah, <laughs> the heel. It's the same truck actually. Now you say, yeah, very similar. Yeah. Weird. The heels intimidate the woman who works at the orphanage because they're really classy people. Calls the cops. Oh, I was going to say, call the cops, you dumb cunt. Fucking <laughs> people turning up to threaten they're you in the orphanage. desert. They're in the desert practicing their speed guns. They're, they're in California, for fuck's sake. There's more cops than there is anywhere in the world, I think. <laughs> and you'll leave. Oh, uh, maybe. Hogan spots the heel stable as they attempt to drag down a statue outside the orphanage and then commits vehicular. They try to commit a vehicular homicide to a man from the orphanage, uh, but Hogan stops them by grabbing the cable hanging out the back that had the statue attached to it. Because he has the power to stop a truck. The 24-inch pythons. Oh, yeah. Wrong uh, wrong character. <laughs> <laughs> Equally as nasty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It. Sorry, me. <laughs> and snarls at them as the heels wish him a very sarcastic Merry Christmas and drive off. I think they should have just ended the movie here. Yeah, that could have been a nice ending at that point. I love a short. <laughs> Hogan hangs out at the orphanage with Elizabeth, the girl who wrote the letter at the beginning. Yeah, not Macho Man's wife. No. (laughs) Because that led to WrestleMania (laughs) 5. Oh, for fuck's sake. And this little girl won't shut the fuck up either. She just keeps talking and talking and talking. They all do a lot of exposition explaining the plot so far. We don't fucking need you to explain it. We've seen what's happened. Now, at this stage, 
there are two other characters who we're introduced. So there's yeah. um, Top Babyface Child, who wrote the letter. Yep. We are then presented with a young lady who is played by Mia Kunis. Mia Kunis, yeah. Who is most famous for her role in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Not that that 70s show reference, too fair as well. Yeah. Um, and also... She looks exactly the same. Yeah, she just grew upwards. Yeah. <laughs> a little um, bit. And then there's a chap called Adam Wiley, um, who plays the character of Adam the Orphan, I've written in my notes. Okay. And he later became a spokesman for Crayola. Oh, really? The ginger chap? Yeah, the, the, the young kid. Yeah, with yeah, the, the slingshot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you're the only person that can read what I uh, can say out loud what I've put here because I don't want to insult someone we know. <laughs> 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 Elizabeth kisses Sancho on the cheek and he wide-eyes wide it. Fucking pedo racist cunt Hogan. <laughs> that stage, match a man, smash through the door with a Slim Jim in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I only got the Elizabeth thing, but now you say it, this is fucking so much better. Oh, I'm skipping over the stupid dressed-up night-night sequence. Fuck that shit. Let's just carry on. Uh, next morning, Hogan breaks Santa kayfabe and makes his entrance <laughs> without his beard and red suit. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining all these kids' illusions of what Santa is. Uh, he cut he cut through Kayfabe with a wonderful backstory that the beard is itchy. <laughs> he did, yeah, yeah. The elf realises he can go all CSI and shit and steals Hogan's glasses. Sorry, it steals Hogan's glass from breakfast and realises that he can use it on the thumb scanner thing on the money machine. The cash yeah, machine. that well-known technique from the thumbprint that you need. You'll get it off the glass. But don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, logic doesn't dictate he's going to go to a lab and get a bit of like other like, clear see-through plastic with the thumbprint on it. No, no. When we get to this part of the cash point, you'll see why he stole the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Mia Kunis turns Santa's red suit into a cut-off vest and utility belt for some fucking reason. Contractual obligation that his muscles had to be showing, <laughs> and under an actual Santa suit, he couldn't have it. Seems like it, yeah. The utility belt has an S on it and two pouches on it. Wow, Batman will be really fucking jealous of this utility belt. Actually, it was Seth Rollins' belt for S. So he's stolen the curb stop and now he's stolen his belt. Poor Seth. He's always getting mugged out on these films we do. <laughs> yeah. The paparazzi arrived to harass Hogan as he fluffs his lines about being a gay, I mean guy, who is <laughs> good at being Santa. <laughs> you get that reference, power yep. to you. Top heel and mid-carder procrastinate and send idle threats to, well, no one. Um, the elf begins to, uh, his heel turn by, <laughs> <laughs> by trying to steal Hogan's money, but has the wrong thumbprint on the glass. He's got the wrong hand. Apparently. So basically, the thumbprint on the glass says, no, incorrect thumbprint. You need the left thumbprint. And yeah, Elfie McElpherson is livid. But it's amazing that during this film, we may get to witness a double turn. Yeah, indeed. Because at this stage, as you said at the beginning of the film, I thought, <laughs> is Hogan the heel? I thought he was at first. I thought well. Hogan could have been the hero, but yeah. now he's the tweener. Is he good? Is he bad? Oh, which way are we going to go? But is that what's it called when you lose your memory when you get knocked on the head? Amnesia. amnesia. His amnesia in this film is not treated at any point. I will point out. That's just his father Christmas. But also, are you a face if you turn face for amnesia? Ask Papa Noel. He'll tell <laughs> me. Tricky question, really. So the heel stable turn up, and Mister Fro Cross, Mister Frost requests your presence. Uh, the TV heel is back, <laughs> the guy on the TV, <laughs> and is mean to the elf. So the elf uh, was in the heel stable all along? By the looks of things, that he is now a rogue agent. Seems to be, yeah. So Hogan, alone with a child, let's just... Mm -hmm. um, this whole sequence, are you a bit weirded out by they seem to be in some sort of Catholic church as well? Yeah. 
very pedo <laughs> Look at all these pretty windows that sing. Oh, indeed. Oh, last so, time I see these at WrestleMania 4 in Atlantic City, brother. <laughs> so who could break Cape's... Fucking hell, I can't talk. Hogan breaks kayfabe again by taking off his beard and hat in front of Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth, yeah, brother. Uh, they <laughs> sing and Hogan, for- Hogan forgets his lines in the song and just kind of going, hum, 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 hum. It's like everyone does with Lang's Eye. <laughs> Lang's Eye. <laughs> Fucking A. He does some hum humming to her singing. She hits dun, the Cut. Hogan. She hits the high note in the song and the windows start to glow. And from the lighting rig, from the dude moving by the thing. <laughs> and Hogan's like, wow. And you're like, oh, you're acting, mate. Fucking hell. I haven't seen that since goddamn What's-Her-Face sang WrestleMania. Oh, fuck. Oh, Cindy Lauper. <laughs> Cindy Lauper sang America the Beautiful, brother. <laughs> Cut to everyone else in the orphanage sitting around the telly. And a fucking decapitated statue head flies through the window. The heel stable are here. Hogan tells them to keep the milk and cookies warm. So we get our opening match of the card of <laughs> Hogan versus the doctor from the hill stable. The doctor dictates into his dictaphone, mocking Hogan as he assaults him with a stethoscope. I tell you what, this uh, the doctor's got moves. He's got some fucking skills. He's had some prior training in the uh, in the dojo. Absolutely, mate. He's got them educated feet as well. So Xbox is going to be jealous <laughs> as fuck because he does spinny heel kicks and stuff. I mean... At this stage, um, Russo booked him. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise the fucking prize. Hogan no-sells the doc's offense and decks him. Shoves the dictaphone into his mouth with the weirdest cut ever. Like it cuts into what seems like a, a stag head of Hogan yeah. chucking the dictaphone into his face. It's like they were meant to have a cutaway and then realized there wasn't a moment, like a second either side of the clip to cut away. Really weird. I don't know why they didn't just literally just shove it in the guy's mouth. Like I think at this stage, whoever's editing was like, Nothing can save this. No gives a fuck. Just chuck it in, mate. Yeah, it'll be all right. Pretty sure this is only going to get a three-week cinema run. Oh, wait. It got cut to two. What sloppy finishes with a one, two, three as well. A dictaphone to the mouth. <laughs> the referee's back was turned, though, so it was allowed. <laughs> it's not funny from our ECW series, but there are no rules. Fucking hell. So, uh, little ginger child, Taylor. Is his name? Taylor, yeah. I think it is yeah, Taylor, sorry, yeah. yeah. Looks very upset while everyone else celebrates Hogan's victory. Another little fact about uh, Taylor slash Adam Wilde. He is also a magician oh. <laughs> in real life. <laughs> Your facts are amazing. <laughs> Thank you again, my fact-finding mission of Wikipedia. Oh, fucking brilliant. He's also a singer and a presenter. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Taylor goes missing, but Hogan spots his Walkman on the floor and instantly knows where he is. So a man with memory loss knows exactly where the Heel Stables Air Cannon Mansion is to start with and that a little boy would go there from looking at his Walkman on the floor. Where's the logic here? Why didn't you see that, (laughs) idiot? (laughs) Hogan sends the elf over the fence and vaults over himself. Fucking hell, Hogan's more agile than I've ever seen him before. It's like a six, seven foot fence. It's like box jumping practice. (laughs) He's been doing doing CrossFit with Rollins. He's been doing his calisthenics as well. (laughs) (laughs) Hogan and his soon-to-be heel manager, the elf, stop stop someone (laughs) from using a stick. Use a slingshot on the bad, uh, slops the bad. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Oh, Holy shit. I'm pretty sure he doesn't listen to the pod. I almost let it slip. Oh. Uh, using, using a, so Taylor doesn't get to use his slingshot on the bad guys because Hogan and the elf stop him. Oh, fucking hell. Hogan explains that he did what he did in self-defense when he fought the bad guys. He's only tough when he needs to be. 
or when he books himself to be. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan loves creative control in this match. Sorry, this film, doesn't he? This old pay-per-view, he's the fucking in every match, it seems like, as well. Hogan, um, as Hogan observes the bad guys, conveniently, the bad guys begin to discuss their final solution. Wait, isn't that Hogan's thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Dungeon of Doom basically starts <laughs> saying what they're going to do after they booted Hogan out. It's so Dungeon of Doomy, this whole yeah, thing. It's yeah. a brilliant. Um, so we cut to it back to the orphanage, and it's a, you know that 70s show? Yeah. When. Um, they go round the table. Yeah, when they're smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> they cut up to one of those sequences. And everyone's looking back at the orphanage, discussing what's under the orphanage. Now, I have another wonderful actor fact for you. Go on. The woman, Leslie, in this, so the lady who's in charge of the orphanage, yeah. played by uh, Robin Curtis, she was actually in early Star Trek films in 1984 and 1986. Nice. And uh, clearly this film did nothing for her because in 1999 she went on to be in a film called The Sex Monster. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Didn't click on what that was at work. <laughs> I might get fired. <laughs> Why are you Googling The Sex Monster at work? We might have to do some sort of research later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> so all the people go into the catacombs of the orphanage. What fucking orphanage has catacombs underneath it? The square footage of those caves versus what we've seen above ground is n- does not make sense. <laughs> it doesn't match up, does it? <laughs> I got out my blueprints of the orphanage and it's full of crap. Holy shit, man. <laughs> There's a giant vault down here for some fucking reason. And these kids, these orphans, have worked out that there's three numbers of the combination to open the vault because kids know how to hack vaults, apparently. Well, exactly. But they only know one number each. Yeah. Which Weird. is important uh, teamwork. Yeah, <laughs> teamwork is important. Yeah. I will agree. Hogan somehow knows the combination to open the rest of the vault. Hmm. It's Father Christmas. He knows everything. I'm going to say this is never fucking explained either. So we're just going to skip over it he and knows, assume Hogan's a genius. He knows who is naughty and nice and twice as racist. <laughs> <laughs> as they walk into the vault, Hogan goes, it's okay, I'll lead. And immediately lets the kids walk in front of him because he's brave Uncle Hogan. Fucking hell. I mean, <laughs> view South Park movie, Operation. Wait. <laughs> Get behind the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, they walk into a room uh, straight out of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at <laughs> Disneyland. And there's a vocal overdub explaining wh- why this all makes sense and the windows glow and blah, 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 blah. Blatantly, they forgot to record part of the script. And so Hogan have to dub it. They run over. out of the budget. Uh, it's fucking weird, isn't it? Apparently, Mia Kunis knows that all this shit is worth millions. Well, yeah. Okay, great. There's like some cave with like diamonds and shit in it. I mean, like explosive. Her co-actor may be a spokesman for Crayola, but she's a flipping Mensa member. (laughs) (laughs) So a small child, Mia Kunis, knows that these cave crystals have properties and their values and everything. It's like, it's fucking ridiculous. Hogan is confused as to why he knew the combination for the vault. Yeah, us too, mate. Fucking hell. (laughs) The elf explains to Hogan that he isn't Santa Claus for some reason. Why does he drop the kayfabe here? I mean, I just, he's, he's lost. He just lost interest in the business. It's, it's like, isn't he meant to be turning heel as well? <laughs> Did you know that Elf then went and started a podcast <laughs> <laughs> revealing the secrets? <laughs> Did one of them fucking magician things with the black and white striped <laughs> yeah, mask. Yeah, We're like, oh, you can't tell who it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Elf, Lenny, as he's eventually called at this point, gets a call from the top heel, who's the man in the TV at the beginning. Ebner Frost. He tries to reason with him, but the top heel is having none of it. House invasion by the heels. <laughs> Call the cops for fuck's sake. There's people breaking into the orphanage and they're fucking evil scumbags. 
they don't want to get involved because if like Gorky, you'll just get sued. <laughs> Hogan to the rescue. The rematch is on. Part two of Hogan versus the Doctor for our second match of the evening. Same fucking match though. Bit weird. Um, yeah, but then again, Hogan only knows, knows a few moves, doesn't yeah, he? It's true. It's like watching him fighting Zeus. You've got to have guys that can work with him as well. Yeah, You've got to yeah. bump, you know. <laughs> the Doc's missing with the weapon swing this time. Hogan tries to run to the back, but Hogan, sorry, the Doc tries to run to the back, but Hogan is in pursuit. They end up with what seems to be some sort of bell tower with Christmas decorations set up kind of around the bell tower. Did you see this earlier in the orphanage? I didn't notice a bell tower. It was obviously on the square footage map of the catacombs <laughs> and the orphanage that I missed. <laughs> there was a there was a tower a block of the top of the orphanage, but it was certainly not a bell tower it with a Father wasn't. Christmas in the top of it. Yeah, really weird. Doc threatens to chuck Hogan off of the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> balcony reference you see oh yeah but hogan gets the shitty upper hand uh what what well, that's not what i meant to say hogan gets the upper hand and uh dominates the dude a mechanical santa then pushes hogan off of the bell tower it was the anon- it was the anonymous raw gm that's <laughs> <laughs> what it was yeah. like doing this where does this come from i i feel like they had the mechanical santa knock hogan off and then we're going to cut to like the evil villains like with a remote control controlling the evil santa or something but there's no reason for why they would have a mechanical Santa It was just there. a rotating Santa. Is that what it was? Just a rotating Santa and Hogan was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and despite having the strength to be able to throw people over a fucking 10 foot high <laughs> gate <laughs> cannot push away a robot Santa that pushes him off a fucking church tower <laughs> which was not on the orphanage in the first place. This thing like barely reaches his hip but when he's pushing him it's like I think it nudges his leg maybe so it must be what like four or five foot tall. In, in fairness he sold it like a champ. <laughs> he does finally Hogan sells something. Uh, Hogan falls off the bell tower, lands in a massive rubbish truck, uh, and sees his merch next to him and is recognizes it and goes, Oh, the picture's still not big enough. Bade back up to Hogan waking up in his palatial mansion that we saw earlier. He calls Santa a bonehead. Yeah, we agree. You are a bonehead. Then he gets up dressed as Santa. Uh, Hogan tries to call the orphanage, but the heels intercept the call and use the old dictaphone of the orphanage woman being mean to convince uh, Hogan that he isn't needed. So they've Aww. recorded dickhead woman, like, you know, saying horrible things to the bad The sex guys. monster. <laughs> Indeed. And playing it back to Hogan. So he's like, oh, they don't want me anymore. What a shame. Sad music, sad face. Fade to black again. Oh. <laughs> Fade up to disappointed orphans. The staff and the elf still at the orphanage. Why the fuck is the elf still at the orphanage? He's completing his face turn. <laughs> so weird. Female Raiden then blasts open the doors. Joey her... Styles screams out, Get fired! <laughs> I also think, like, is this how electricity works? Does it blast open doors when you electrify it? Yeah, obviously. Of course it does. Yeah, definitely. This is how it works. Haven't you ever used your superhuman electrical skills to open a door? Bellend. (laughs) (laughs) So we get house invasion number two. Please call the fucking cops. It's not. It's in your house. (laughs) (laughs) The top heel makes his entrance finally in a hazmat suit. So hypochondriac. It was me all along, Hogan. (laughs) 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 Fucking brilliant. Uh, they drag the kids and the orphanage staff and the elf into the catacombs of the, the orphanage. Because, yeah, catacombs are in orphanages, obviously. The kid no-sells the Top Heel's attempt to get them to open the vault. They proper sandbag him at this point. <laughs> Top Heel sells the elf down the river. Never trust a heel, you <laughs> dickhead. Nice booking, the old switcheroo here. Yep. So uh, Top Top Heel's like, ah, oh, the elf was in on it all along. And everyone's like, oh, god damn it, elf. What's Bloody wrong love with the you? dusty finish. <laughs> <laughs> proper switchy. <laughs> 
cut to the depressed Hogan in his palatial mansion again. Why don't you know, use your millions of dollars to maybe help some way in purchasing the orphanage, for example. Fucking dickhead. So Hogan gets a call from the elf who's hiding in the kitchen from the bad guys. He's just managed to escape. No one noticed him leave, apparently. And how, more importantly, just for out there, go on. Now, I understand if Father Christmas, big racist Hogan, man, magically, you know, he opened the vaults, so he might be able to guess a number. Yeah. How did the elf get Hogan's number? <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I mean, another this, big fucking giant plot hole. I was going to say, this movie, movie has plot holes. any plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> so... The bad guys see the elf with the phone, steal the phone off of him, and insult Hogan as he threatens to induce him to lefty and righty. Tyler Bate wants his gimmick back. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Hogan's definitely more righty than lefty. <laughs> <laughs> and th- at this point, I notice, oh my God, the guy holding the elf back is Brutus the, the fucking barber. <laughs> Ed Leslie making his wonderful as a as he's credited in the film. Do you know what his character's called in the film credits? Sumo lab assistant. Jesus Christ! This is the most racist thing of this movie, full of racist bullshit at the beginning. Oh, brilliant! Describe it. I mean, basically, Ed Leslie Brutus the fucking barber beefcake. <laughs> um, <laughs> is basically dressed as some kind of sumo lab tech. With he's like got th- geisha shit in his hair <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. The attire makes him look like uh, Pandro Khan. Oh, <laughs> nice, yeah. Out of Turtles. Yeah. He was one shot away from having his fucking massive barber shears with him to go at Hogan <laughs> with. And only had that. That would have saved this film for me. <laughs> but Brutus the fucking barber beefcake. I mean, Hogan's hang along for so many years. I know. The lackey got a role, man. Like He probably got paid for this pretty decently as well, you'd imagine. Who would have thought that Brutus Beefcake would be the star of the show? And this, this made this film for me. Just seeing him, I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. This is the point where I mentioned when, oh, there's an interesting cameo. Yeah. I, assume that's, <laughs> I wonder whether it was Mia Kunis or Brutus that you'd spotted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mia Kunis does nothing for me. It's all about Beefcake. Yeah, fucking it. <laughs> the, disi- the disciple. <laughs> Hogan gets angry with the heels and crushes his mobile phone. Uh, what a waste of money. Uh, rises to his feet. AT&T will be fucking livid. <laughs> <laughs> he rises to his feet and the camera actually follows him here. There's actually a nice yeah. tracking shot. Like, oh, getting fancy. That's where the budget went. <laughs> crane. And he addresses his staff from earlier in the film that he was attacking. Gentlemen, we have a mission. Brutus does, uh, what? hang on, what, what? Oh, yeah. Brutus does an Uncle Phil to the elf. He chucks him out. <laughs> yeah. like Yeah, with uh, Jazzy Jeff. Uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air reference, in case there's any like you know people under eighteen watching <laughs> listening to this. Cut back to Hogan, and he's mustering his staff stable, kind of getting them ready, and they're off in their Hummer. Cut back to the heels drilling drilling into the vault, and Brutus gets his one line of the movie in. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> in fairness, he, he paid it off better than Batista Inspector. went shit. <laughs> And the thing is, he manages to say, hmm, in a massively racist Asian impression. Like, <clears throat> I shall try and embrace my inner Hogan. Try it. See if you could do this. Hum. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was pretty much it. What Fucking you did. hell, Brutus. What are you playing at, mate? Uh, cut to a cop to the cop from earlier, practicing his intimidation technique. Sounds accurate for cops in California, to be totally honest. <laughs> I'm not sure they're the nicest people in the world. Um, when was this film? 1996. So post riots because yes. riots were 92 yes yeah poor rodney king but i'm sure this cop was involved <laughs> poor, Ro- <laughs> poor rodney mac <laughs> don't back the mac jesus 
Hogan's face stable attempt to lose the cops by home aloneing the cop car as they get surrounded. But they get surrounded, sorry. They tend to do all sorts of silly yeah. pranks and stuff. Uh, this is by the time I started giving up on this movie, if I'm totally honest. You know what's going to happen. What, now? Like, yeah. <laughs> so the weirdest thing in the whole fucking film happens as the cops get out of fucking bazooka for the second film we've seen in a row. <laughs> Consistent booking. We always complain on the pods about the need for consistent booking. We've got it. (laughs) Where did the bazooka come from? The budget. (laughs) Is this how they take out like terrorists in America now? They're just like, fuck all the technical shit. Let's just get a bazooka and blow the fuck out of them. Yeah. (laughs) Hogan no sells the bazooka (laughs) (laughs) and drives right at the cops, escaping as the rocket hits the cop car from earlier. And uh, which one of you turkeys are responsible for this? Ah, Christmas hilarity. The face stable arrive at the orphanage and trick their way in by electrocuting a doorknob, essentially electrocuting one of the heel stable's henchmen, probably killing him. But it's Christmas, so we don't worry about that. Absolutely. And they're good guys, so they can kill bad guys. It's fine. Hogan wrecks another henchman with a door and recruits the kids into his stable. (laughs) Coney, Coney, Coney. (laughs) Coney 2018, boy. (laughs) Recruiting kid warriors, piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Hogan and the kids wreck the gas man jobber from the heel stable. Infecting him with his own gas. Repo man got repossessed by his own arse scent as the one man. rick martell's arrogance just going right into his bodysuit they blow him up like the uh mitchell man yeah from earlier yeah god rick martell reference well played man <laughs> it's, uh, it's a shame they gave him a handicap match though <laughs> would have liked to see a one-on-one <laughs> oh god it's like the blindfold match of jake roberts <laughs> oh dude bro so we then get hogan versus the female raiden for our next matchup Will Hogan hit a woman? <laughs> oh, it's two on one. Because here comes Asian Brutus <laughs> for another handicap match. Wait, what? <laughs> Brutus the handicap? No, that's for a handicap match. Oh, right. Sorry. <laughs> Careful. I mean, after his face exploded, did that count? <laughs> so uh, Brutus does a racist Asian sumo stomp thing, trying to intimidate Hogan. Hogan does an even more racist crane kick post and goes <laughs> rah in an Asian kind of voice. I'm terrible at doing impressions. Do I you believe you're fine. Oh, thanks very much. Go on, attack me with that. I'm terrible at racial humor. Why don't you go for it? I believe he went Wah! There you go. He kicks the pew in this fucking Catholic church thing they're back in and KO's Brutus. What a jobber. Uh, holy fucking shit is this racist. Racist, racist, racist. Fuck you and fuck you, Brutus. There we go. Bruce isn't racist. He's just a woman beater. He's just told what to do, I guess, at this point as well. He's like, you know, a willing racist. <laughs> but Terry, I like people of all creeds and colour. No, you don't. No, no, you don't. Bruce, 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 Ed, Ed Leslie, Bruce. <laughs> Disciple. <laughs> One of his other million gimmicks. Oh, God. Yes, yes. No, no. <laughs> Where was Virgil in this? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't fucking booked, mate. Uh, the elf does a run-in and throws a bucket of water onto the female Raiden, essentially killing her again. Yeah, awesome. But the face turns complete. Yeah, fucking face is allowed to murder people. Yeah, what do you call this? A double switcheroo, maybe? Yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, double turn. And he's just laughing and smiling as he murders this, in- well, fairly innocent woman, I guess we could say. She doesn't do much into this point, apart from she's busted down some doors. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine the maintenance charges for that? No one's going to come out and fix that before Christmas. Fucking A, bro. <laughs> Uh, he says some shitty line, blah, blah, blah. Let's move on. So Hogan, uh, holy shit, things take a turn when Hogan bursts in a room and the man from the orphanage staff explains that Hogan's non-kayfabe name is Blake Toroshevsky and that he grew up in the orphanage. This touching kind of little, well, I say touching. Uh, it's trying to be kind of um, 
loving, awesome, kind of romantically <laughs> themed. Romantic's not the word I'm looking for. What am I trying to say? Heartwarming. Yeah, there you go. It's a heartwarming scene in the middle of this thing where they're still drilling in the thing. It seems a little bit of a waste of time almost. Well, and they need to tie up the the the, uh, the main event. Does this main event need to have this backstory? Yeah, they needed something. Okay. Because if not, why have they got historic beef? <laughs> uh, Cake. To be fair, <laughs> if you grew up in an orphanage, do you think you would forget about it? I'm a millionaire. I don't give a shit about the little people. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my real life as well. <laughs> so Ebna Frost and Hogan were friends when they were orphans is the point we get to. So we get into uh, the now the doctor versus the woman from the orphanage who, can you remember her name? The sex monster. There we go. Sex monster woman. <laughs> it's, like, it's like from a Southport professional, the sea creature. It's been replaced with the sex monster. <laughs> The doctor and uh, the sex monster flirt as the kids do another run-in. Fucking run-ins endlessly in this match. The interference is unbelievable. The bloody Mean Street posse. <laughs> <laughs> she turns on the doctor, uh, getting all sexy-like, and then... Vo- um, in front of the kids! <laughs> I almost slipped again there. The child <laughs> trips the heel into doctor into the freezer. Again, essentially a slow death now in a freezer. Freezing now, him. I will put this out there as a man who once worked in a fast food establishment with a walk-in freezer. Mm. They always, by law, may be different in America, have to have the emergency escape button. So while he probably was quite dim and didn't realise, maybe he's red, black, red, green colour blind, Mr. Like Dr. Hill, and he couldn't see the massive red button to get out. He's illiterate. He can't read that it says emergency exit. He's just like, oh, it's a nice button on the wall, isn't it? C. <laughs> so next up, we've got Hogan versus the top heel, Ebna Frost. In a, in a what kind of match? Oh, go on. In a glow stick on a pole match. <laughs> Ah, fucking brilliant. He's the Ebner heel, Ebner, Ebner heel, whatever. The heel is still... Oh, Ebner. <laughs> oh, good one. Is still in his hazmat suit from earlier. Hogan cuts a promo and calls the top heel Ebby because he remembered the nickname, but not the fact he grew up in a fucking orphanage. Fuck's sake. Look, they... he's got amnesia, man. <laughs> cut him some slack. Surely the amnesia's worn off by this point. No. He's been back to his house and like has been in his palatial mansion and stuff and mm. got all his staff members. No. Oh, it's fucking stupid. While remembering everything that happened earlier in the movie, apparently. They recognize each other and it's promo versus promo. They go back and forth. You know, this is very kind of like, you know, Dreamer Raven from the ECW shows we've been doing. <laughs> Except they were good promos. Yeah, fucking A. So the vault is finally opened and everyone in as they fuck up the telecoms expert who's done the actual like opening of the thing from the heel faction. Uh, more endless promos, more endless promos. Ebby declares that Hogan was off spending daddy and mummy's millions. So he's an orphan who has had millionaire parents. What is this? My speculation of this in an attempt to try and make logic of this is that his parents gave him away and they must have died and he inherited a lot of money or he invented Hulkamania. So he's Batman. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's essentially what they've gone with. What movie can we rip off? Fucking hell. That's why I have the belt. Oh, the utility belt. It's <laughs> yeah. all making sense now. This is like shittiest Batman movie ever. The Batmobile was the shitty Hummer. <laughs> and all the gimmick villains as well. It's like Flash Morgan vs. Oh. Finish, the shitty Destino. <laughs> this <laughs> the is shitty Hummer. <laughs> The shitmobile. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Hogan ducks another shot, and this time with a, a stagnite shot to the main event. What do you call them? You call them the glow sticks? Glow sticks. That's funnier. And then they have a glow stick duel, kind of very lightsabery. I'm expecting someone just to go <laughs> as they're doing it. F- fucked off at this film at this stage, I am. <laughs> 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 
Top line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ginger kid in his slingshot to the rescue. <laughs> C. <laughs> The woman from the orphanage, the sex monster, <laughs> tears out uh, tears out the main event heels breathing apparatus, and Hogan smacks him into a hole. It seemed like there was a big hole they kind of saw. It looked like earlier. a bottomless pit. Yeah, but that's not quite what happens. The crystal stagnites thing, the glow sticks, start to glow and vibrate, and the whole camera starts to wobble. Not the room, I think you'll notice, because no one wobbles once. Okay, Mia Kunis explains what's happening, but everyone is confused. Yeah, me too. Uh, the <laughs> heel telecom- the yeah, heel where's te- Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> <laughs> the heel telecom- telecommunications expert is up and screams, It's gonna blow! Because someone had to. Uh, face turn? No. He's rescuing everyone. No, no. <laughs> it's just an informative ring announcer. All right, fair enough. Ebby, uh, the top heel, is here, still here, not down a hole. He's just literally laying on the floor. Why did they show the hole earlier? Tease. Yeah? To try and think... Curveball, mate. <laughs> you thought you knew how that movie was going to end. He was going to kill his old hot, like orphanage, mate. Yeah, it doesn't quite work out like that. Good guys always win. Never yeah. leave a man behind. You only murder the henchmen, not the top heel. You know what I mean? The lackeys. Exactly. You need to. He needs to work another territory. <laughs> Hogan grabs him and, and everyone bails out. So saving the master heel. He did, yeah. Top heel was rescued by top face. Well, if he's Batman, he's got to save it. During the invasion it. angle. <laughs> it depends what era of Batman we're talking about. Oh, well. true. Anyway, so the orphanage turns into a 90s wrestling logo with the lightning spreading all over it yeah. and kind of implodes on itself. The At that ch- stage, I expected the, the new generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, stuff, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so the cheap, obviously made out of plywood and two by four, kind of like, um, what's it called, an orphanage, demolishes as the cops finally turn up. Did you notice that that church bell seemed to not be part of this at this stage? I did happen to notice that a few times. So the cops finally fucking turn up. It's only been like a week of like people doing house invasions. But his shit. his car with the rocket launcher, he'd been hit with a rocket launcher. Whoa. He had to take it to Caffins in Ashford and have really shit service. <laughs> <laughs> Ashford That's and Ken. That's the only me and you are going to get. <laughs> Fuck up my car, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to Natalie for helping out my courtesy car though. She's a, she's a diamond lady. The paparazzi arrive and interview everyone involved as the frozen heel doctor is wheeled out. Uh, everyone fakes laugh at Hogan's line of, at least he'll have a chance to defrost himself. Should we fake laugh? Go on then. (laughs) 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 Sorry if that clipped your headphones. Why is this funny? Because it's Hulk Hogan, it's a joke. At least he'll have a chance to defrost himself. (laughs) Because Ebna Frost? Yeah. But that's not Ebna Frost. (laughs) That's Ebna Frost. No, it's not. That's the Hulk heel doctor. Oh, he'll doctor. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't Ebner Frost that gets frozen in. You know, oh, because obviously because he'd been in the, the walk-in freezer. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> line makes absolutely fuck all sense. But maybe, no? Like the rest of the movie. <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> <laughs> the heels are kind away. The faces laugh. And Hogan gloats and wishes Ebner a Merry Christmas because he's a terrible winner. As we all know. <laughs> it's a terrible loser as well. <laughs> See, oh, what warriors coming at a torch passing party at WrestleMania 6. He hasn't jobbed once in this fucking movie not either. No, he literally has been in no moderate peril at all. Not at all. Not in the slightest. Hogan takes in all the orphans and the staff because the orphanage has been demolished. They have a telescope to laugh and gloat at the heels in the prison who are doing litter picking. What the fuck? So weird. And also, I'm just going to throw out there, if you're a mighty millionaire if it's actually at his base, why the hell would you buy your multi-millionaire palatial mansion next to a prison? Yeah. Second of all, if you've got an orphanage next to a prison, probably a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) 
thought about it. Just, just going to throw it out there. There's probably some very not <laughs> great characters in there to be surrounded by young, impressionable children. It's probably not going to work, is it? And Hogan stands there in his palatial mansion with his hundreds of kids that weren't in the movie earlier, <laughs> okay, going, ho, 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 and everyone lives happily ever after, you massive racist piece of shit, Hulk Hogan. So, I think we both really enjoyed that film. What's your cornflake rating? Mate, 10 what, stars, 5 what, stars. How many snowflakes? Because it's a Christmas edition. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. In terms of comedy, it's easier five, but it's like minus five snart. Mate, minus five snowflakes. The worst thing is, this made the Marine look like a passable film. Absolutely, mate. I will say, the Marine had like three plot moments. Yeah. There's John Cena arrives. And takes out the entire Taliban. Yeah. Well, well, that's not really a plot moment. That's just an establishing moment. You know what I mean? Uh, true. Really, it's heels take the diamonds. John yeah. tries to stop them. The end sequence. Well, he'll take the girl as well. Yeah, but that's kind of part of the whole diamond sequence. It's like there's one chase in the mm. middle and that's it. There's like three things that happen. This film was cutting back and forth constantly. Keeping you on your toes. It was trying to be like that John Hughes kind of home alone breakfast club sort of like we've got a million different things all happening. Keep you, keep you on your toes sort of stuff. This movie would have been made better had there been a paint pot thrown down the stairs. Oh, absolutely. Or yeah. some drawing pins or some nails put on some like tar on some stairs. Fucking A. But it makes it incredibly convoluted and confusing and stupid. There's way too much going on. And the reason I have like eight pages of notes is because there was so much happening in this film. They could have just really cut down a lot of the stuff to make it more logical but why would you it's fucking exactly. hilarious so as we said at the start of the pod this movie is available on youtube if you just search for santa with muscles if you want to watch this monstrosity because you know this is coming to you christmas eve what a great way to sit down with your friends and your family get yourself <laughs> crack a open a drink yeah. get the pringles out or other products are available please sponsor us pringles <laughs> you know and witness this monstrosity that you've probably never watched before absolutely man right find us on the internet world of wrestling podcast you can actually get our numbered podcast where we review wrestling shows and we do these kind of bonuses every now and again um in roughly a week from now so on the 30th of december we will be releasing the super quiz Cup podcast. so um we have made uh reference to some of the teams before but this episode of the super quiz cup is hosted by rich and we have three teams of two team one close personal friends which is myself and coach wicked mr wicked who's been on the pod before owner of scpw we have also been joined by a team of wrestle friends which is writer for pro wrestling post mark blake and trainee wrestler silas roth at scpw absolutely then we have team i can't even remember what their team name body was. slam team body slam following on from an in joke from an scpw snapshot taping <laughs> we have the former hustle and heart champion just invincible tagging with his long-term rival and they put their rivalry to one side for this show the made so massive the made so massive <laughs> luke vega they certainly weren't booked purely because of the proximity they live together <laughs> <laughs> but you know ch check it out check out the archive uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Tex Williams. I probably won't be overly active over Christmas because I'll be spending time with my family. Uh, I will be active over this Christmas because I will be spending time with my family. <laughs> uh, my name is Rich Be Thy Name on Twitter and Instagram. Come say hello. Uh, obviously, follow the podcast World of Rest Pod on Twitter and suggest funny films for us to do because we will do another bonus eventually. I'm trying to think when the next bonus podcast will be. Probably want to go on holiday next year. Probably, mate. <laughs> right. Well, all that leaves going. Merry Christmas, mate. 
Merry Christmas to yourself. And Merry Christmas, everyone. Have a great Christmas. Yay, or Hanukkah or whatever the fuck you celebrate at this time of year. Enjoy it all. <laughs> see you later, boys. Whatever <laughs> make-believe bullshit you love. Also, very quickly, before we say it, you always say see you later, boys. We do have female listeners. So see you later, everyone. Yay! Merry Christmas. Inclusion. Wait.